Hello and welcome to the Rome Round League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to take you through my newest mock draft. With that, I'm excited to announce my partnership with Hogs Haven. I'll be doing some writing for them, starting with this mock draft. I'll have a mock draft out this Thursday, along with the podcast. Uh, I used to write for MBC Washington, doing mocks for them, so I'm thrilled to get back at it. Having said all that, let's get this mock draft popping. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, real quick before I start the mock, nothing's really going on with the Commanders and free agency right now. Uh, nothing that I really, uh, you know, of note. Uh, the owners meeting was this week. Um, you know, Ron said he's looking for the right players for on the right deals. Nothing's really happening. I mean, I don't know if that means guys who used to play for Carolina or Buffalo for guys in military background, but you know that's kind of been his mold recently. Of you know, really since he got in here, but you know, no really mo- mo- uh, momentum on those fronts. I did see that uh, apparently Cole Holcomb is in play to you know play that Mike Lamer position. I mean, I think he can do it. I mean, he, he shows the capability of it in the past. Um, I think he can do it. He may not be an elite middle linebacker, but. Um, you know, if they think he can solve that role, then that's one less, you know, position they have to add, whether it's free agency or the draft. I guess they're going to give him a shot. It seems like they're not really interested in any middle linebackers. Of note, as of now, it seemed like uh, they were interested in Jermaine Carter, the former Panthers linebacker, before he signed with the Chiefs. Um, he was, you know, Mike for Carolina last year. Um, so, he, like I said, he signed with Kansas City, so he's off the board. Uh, like I said, I like a guy like Joe Schobert, who's been in the league for a while, um, you know, six, seven years. Solid middle linebacker, made the Pro Bowl before, but I haven't heard any, you know, on that front. Um, so you yeah, nothing on that end. Uh, if, they're, if they're still looking to you know fill the Buffalo nickel role, um, Jabril Peppers did sign with the Patriots. I think I mentioned him in the last podcast. Ron Harrison still available. Guy that played with the Jaguars and Browns, former Alabama Crimson Tide player. Um, he'd be someone that I consider as well. I think he's he's really you know really good presence to have in the box, especially as a big um, safety. Uh, but again, that Buffalo nickel role is you know kind of that hybrid position. And who knows? Maybe Landon Carl, maybe Landon Collins is still um, an option. Yeah, obviously he hasn't signed with anyone. Um, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I don't know how badly it ended between. Between the two, um, so you know maybe there's still you know potential for a reunion there. It seemed like he liked playing in Washington. Obviously, Sean Taylor was a fair player going up. He, you know, emulated his game after him, so I'm sure he's still in a soft spot for the team. And if they can bring him back in a low number, maybe it's possible. But again, that's just purely speculation. I don't know, you know, if and when that can happen. And then, um, lastly, yeah, I guess it was nice to hear Frank Reich and Doug Peterson and Chris Ballard say nice things about Carson Wentz. Frank Reich said he can be a top ten quarterback in this league, um, and he was before in the past, which he was in 2007 and you know for parts 2019. But it's really nice for him to say. Um, and obviously, he didn't have to, uh, but also there's a reason he traded him too. And I think it is had to do more with their owner Cole. Um, Jim Mercer, who you know really didn't hold anything back this week, basically saying that they had to get rid of him and it was a mistake from the jump kind of thing. So hopefully Carson takes that to heart and you know plays in his game and shows um, him you know that he you know he is he is a good quarterback. So um, I think it's more and more obvious that it, it definitely was an owner-driven move for the Colts to get rid of him. I think Ursay and Ballard would have had no problem running back with him. Even some of his teammates, you know, guys like Darius Leonard and Jonathan Taylor saying, you know, high remarks about him after he left. So, um, again, hopefully that, you know, fuels maybe Carson Wentz a little bit of fire for him to um, stick it to Indianapolis, especially when they play Washington plays in next year and then you know, even play in Philly twice a year next year as well. So, um, again, it was interesting to hear those remarks. Um, and, you know, hopefully you know, he can, you know, build a nice career here in Washington because obviously the team is counting on him uh, to do that. 
Okay, now to the mock draft. Um, number one, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Um, it seems like, you know, all signs are pointing to that. Obviously, they, they franchise tag um, Cam Robinson. Uh, they signed Brandon Sheriff, obviously. Uh, they did sign edge rusher Arden Key um, this week. Um, he's more of an edge, you know, rotational rusher, but he did have five or six sacks last year for the 49ers. Um, they do have Caleb on chase on first round pick in two years ago. Um, obviously Josh Allen, a first round pick who's, you know, high first round pick and he's been a good player for them. He'd be on one side and Hudson be on the other side. Hudson's the most well-rounded player in this draft. Um, probably the number one overall player, safest player. Um, and I think that's why the Jaguars would take him and, you know, pair him with, um, pair him with Josh Allen and have Caleb on chase coming off in that rotation and along with, uh, the new sign in Martin Key. I'm number two, the Detroit Lions. Um, I think if Andy Hutchinson is there, if he drops a two, I think the Lions are going to pick him. But if not, uh, I think I'm going to you know do a bold move here. I'm taking quarterback Malik Willis. Uh, Malik had an amazing pro day. I mean, I think if you guys saw that viral throw of him fading to the left, you know, 60 yards across his body, beautiful on a dime, on a rope. Um, Willis has all the tools to be a really, really good quarterback in this league. It's going to take some time, though. Um, Lions had him on the Senior Bowl. They were you know, his coaching staff there. Seemed to really take a liking to him. Um, you know, Maybe they try to trade down a few spots and still take Malik Willis. But I think he definitely is on their board, um, you know, high. So I think he, 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 I think he could be the pick at number two, and I think it'd be a good situation for him to sit behind Jared Goff for a year, um, take over, maybe they get some more weapons for him. You know, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown was a great um, a rookie for them last year, third round pick out of Detroit. I think actually a fourth round pick. Um, he had a breakout year, even in his rookie year. They signed DJ Shark. Um, he's a good player from the Jaguars, only a one year deal. So you know, if they could build up that offense and you know have Malik Willis to have some weapons to come to in 2023, they could build up success. You know, obviously DeAndre Swift, the running back as well. Well, TJ Hawkins at a tight end, so there's some pieces for them. Number three of the Houston Texans taking tackle Iki Aquanu. Um, they do have Laramie Tunsil, one of the better left tackles in the league, but Aquanu can play on that right side. He can play a little bit of guard, but you know, put him at right tackle and you have Tunsil on the left side. Those are two of the better you know tackles in the league. Um, they're trying to set up Davis Mills for success, uh, and getting Aquanu is you know a big step in that direction. And number four of the Jets taking safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Um, Hamilton's you know been sliding. Of late, because of his four, five, nine, forty, um, I think it's you know blasphemous. I think he's one of my favorite prospects in this class. If he drops to eleven in Washington, I think Washington you know should uh, sprint up to the podium and uh, put his name on the card. So, uh, but I, as of right now, I still have Hamilton going this high. Um, he's an elite safety prospect. He'll be a top five safety in this league before long, and I think the Jets be you know did, would be good to get him and pair him with the sign of Jordan Whitehead. Number five of the Giants taking tackle Evan Neal from Alabama. Um, Neal's a stout, seven six, three thirty. Um, Played all throughout the line at Alabama. The Giants need some uh, offensive line help they have for years. Um, Andrew Thomas came around for them last year at left tackle, so maybe they keep him at left, put Evan at right tackle, put him at guard if they want so he could play either. Uh, but they need O-line help, and Neal would be a really good pick for them. At six, I have another quarterback going in the top ten. I know it's you know contrary to popular belief, but you know quarterbacks always get pushed up. Um, and you know, We're a month away from the draft now, so you know it's coming to that time. So I have the Panthers taking quarterback, Kenny Pick, Pickett from Pittsburgh. They had a you know, big contingent there from uh, Carolina at Pittsburgh's pro day. Um, Pickett's a guy that you know, come in and start from them for day one. He would you know surpass Sam Daniel right away. Uh, Matt Rule recruited him to Temple um, a couple years, well, more than five years. Kenny Pickett seemed like he was in college for 25 years, and Rule went to Baylor, to Temple, then to Baylor, then the Panthers, and Pickett's still in college. So, um he committed to Temple while Rule was the head coach there, so there's some you know rapport there. The biggest question there is though, you know, it seems like Rule might be on the hot seat. So does you know Dave Tepper, the owner, really want to give you know Matt Rule full reign on his quarterback? So, uh, but again, I think there's a lot of connections there, so I think Pickett could be the pick. 
at seven. Uh, the Giants taking edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Um, he's a top player in this draft. He's you know only being really sliding because of a little bit of some character concerns, like motor issues. Um, but he has all the talent in the world, and the Giants need some edge rusher help opposite of Ozzy Jalari. Uh, at number eight, uh, the Falcons taking edge rusher Trayvon Walker from Georgia. He's a guy that had a great combine. His stock is going up and up and up. Before it's all told, he can go in the top five, top four picks. Um, for right now, though, I still have him at eight for Atlanta. Atlanta's had a horrible head rusher. I mean, a horrible. Um, edge rush presence for years now and they could use a guy like Trayvon Walker to really help that um, and number nine I have the Seattle Seahawks taking cornerback Ahmad Sauce Gardner you know Sauce is a guy 6'3 200 pounds fits that Seattle cornerback mold they've had for years um, you know he's very much like a Richard Sherman type but fast um, so Sauce Gardner would be someone they can you know plug in at secondary they lost CJ Reed to the Jets so they could use some cornerback help and um, Gardner will be a you know really nice pick for them number 10 uh, the Jets taking wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State um, Wilson is my top receiver in this class um, I just love the way he attacks the ball in the air he's an acrobat I've said that numerous times now but I love the way he gets off the line for the most part he has a little bit of trouble but um, as he gets stronger I think he's gonna you know that's not gonna be an issue for him um, Reminds me of Stephon Diggs. Um, he's a guy the Jets could use. A pair of Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, um, Braxton Berrios, Elijah Moore, guys they've had in the receiver room already. So Zach Wilson needs a lot of help, and I think Garrett Wilson could be a number one receiver for him. So 11, uh, we got the Washington Commanders. Um, I think wide receiver at the top of the board. I, I, I would love to see a guy like Garrett Wilson, uh, Drake London, Chris Olave. It seems like Chris Olave is uh, someone of big interest of Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera spoke to him after the at the pro day. He went to Ohio State's pro, pro day, and obviously the best prospects there were Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And next year, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback. So it seems like it uh, might have been a two-for situation where they looked at him as well in case Carson doesn't work out. But I think receivers high above the board. Devin Lloyd, a linebacker, is a good spot as well. Um, but I still think it would be a little bit high for him. Um, they you know, could need a guard if they're not comfortable with Sadiq Charles or Wes Schweitzer at right guard, but 11 is way too high for that, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to go with corner. They could use a corner. Um, William Jackson and Kendall Fuller going to the last few years of their contract. Kendall, I think, is 27. You know, it's not old, obviously, and William Jackson is going to turn 30 this year. So, um, And then they have Benjamin St. Juice as well. But if you get a guy like Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, um, I think that they – it's definitely be a great pick for them. The Stingley can come in and play right away as long as he's healthy. Obviously, he had a tremendous freshman year in 2019. He was one of the best players in that national title squad, a squad that had Joe Burrow, Jefferson, um, obviously Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, Sadiq Charles, and you know other guys like that, uh, Caleb on Chase, I mean, the list goes on. Um, but again, he was one of the better players in that, that uh, team at 17 years old. Uh, he did a really good job in practice against guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, who I think well know listeners of the podcast knows how much I love Jamar Chase. So if he can do well against Jamar, I mean, he can hold up against anyone in this league. So Stingley's a guy that I, I think Washington will be you know, ecstatic to get at 10, excuse me, at 11 if he's there. At 12, the Minnesota Vikings St. cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington. A little bit of a smaller corner, but he can play outside and inside. Minnesota has some um, depth issues at corner. They signed Chandon Sullivan from the Packers, but he's more you know, not a number one corner. They haven't re-signed Patrick Peterson yet, um, so they just need some more talent in there. McDuffie will be a good start for them. 13, you have the Texans you know, picking from the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson trade. I have him going with wide receiver Drake Leonard from USC. You know, a 6-4 target. Uh, I mentioned before, he reminds me a little bit of Mike Evans. Um, Pretty solid route runner. I mean, he, he had 88 catches in eight games last year, so you know it's about 11, it's 11 catches a game, which is crazy. Before he had that ankle injury, um, loves the way he, he high pounds. Excuse me, love the way he high point, points the ball. Um, you know, former basketball player, even played at the basketball team at USC. Um, Houston needs wide receivers. Um, obviously, Brandon Cooks is still a re- really good receiver. I don't know if they're going to keep him. Obviously, in this rebuild, but even if they even if they do, London be a number really good number two opposite of him, and you know give Davis Mills some more weapons to work with. 
At 14, you have the Ravens taking center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. They lost Bradley Bozeman to free agency to the Carolina Panthers, so they have a big hole at center. Uh, Linderbaum can step in right away and be one of the better centers um, in the league, honestly, and you know be really good to help for Lamar Jackson. 15 of the Philadelphia Eagles taking Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Um, they did you know, release Fletcher Cox and then brought him back on a one-year deal. Obviously, I don't think his future is going to be in Philly for long. Um, obviously, he's been a really good player in his career, but he's getting up there in age. And getting a guy like Devontae Wyatt can you know, replace him um, in 2023. At 16 of the Eagles, again, from the Carson Wentz trade from the Colts, um, taking linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. Um, Philly, like I said, they could use some help at linebacker. They've you know had that problem for a while now. Devin Lloyd is the most talented linebacker in this class. His 4-7 combine made him drop a little bit, um, but his tape is great, and I think the Eagles would be you know happy to get him. 17, you have the Chargers taking tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State. You know, it's a little bit of a drop for Cross in this uh, mock from previous mocks. He could easily go top 11, top 12 picks. Um, but he's a guy that's, you know, talented left tackle, mostly had a lot of experience pass blocking at Mississippi State, playing for a coach like Mike Leach, Mike Leach in that air raid offense, so have no problem protecting Herbert. Uh, he can play on the right side opposite of Rashawn Slater and, you know, take over for Brian Belago, who they cut earlier this offseason. So the Chargers, you know, they're the number one commodity is keeping Justin Herbert. They're superstar young quarterback healthy, and, you know, Cross will help them with that. At 18, of the Saints, they can go tackle here like Trevor Penning, but I have them going with wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. Um, they need a receiver opposite of Michael Thomas, and for Jameis Winston to be set out for success, they need a guy like Olave's speed and route running ability. He can get open right away. Um, and I think Olave, like I said, I've said this you know, a little bit earlier, I think he is in play for Washington 11, and I think you know that wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad thing. I think Olave is going to be an impact player from day one. I think he can have a thousand yard a season from day one just based off his route running alone. I think his upside is not as high as a guy like London or Garrett Wilson, um, but again, I think his incident impact is you know right. Right there so he's a little bit skinny um but other than that um yeah i think he's going to be you know a really good receiver in this league and someone that could take some pressure off michael thomas and give Jameis a a, a threat to look to right away and 19 with the eagles third pick of the first round taking edge rusher jermaine johnson the second from florida state um they did sign hassan riddick and re-sign Derek barnett um but getting a guy like jermaine johnson has more upside than barnett and you know could be on the same level of a guy like hassan riddick in a couple years um he's ac defensive player of the year um he give you know philly you know an True threat off the edge opposite of Reddick. At 20, yeah, the Steelers taking tackle Trevor Penny from Northern Iowa. Um, the Steelers' offense line has been in flux the last couple of years. They did make some nice signings this offseason. Guys like James Daniels and Mason Cole and um, bringing back Okafor. But Trevor Penny can be a guy that would be a left tackle for them. He's a nasty, nasty player. He's constantly picking fights at the Senior Bowl. Um, and I think he would fit really well into that Pittsburgh culture um, in that division, that, that nasty division that is the AFC North. And 21 are the Patriots taking wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Um, you know, he's a guy that Mac Jones could, you know, lean on from day one just, just based off his versatility. They can give him the ball in a variety of ways out of the backfield and the slot and the outside. Um, he's a really, really dynamic player. He ran a slower 40 than a lot of people anticipated, myself included. Um, but he's someone that I think that, you know, has, you know, an abundance of upside and a guy that, you know, the Patriots have a lot of trouble picking a receiver um, in draft classes under Belichick, and that's you know one of the few things that Belichick has struggled with, but um, hopefully Burks can buck that trend, because I think he has a lot of talent. And 22 of the Packers taking wide receiver Jameson Williams from Alabama. This is a pick from the Raiders trade of Devontae Adams. Uh, Jameson Williams, I think he's, I'd say he's probably number two receiver in the class right now. If he didn't have a torn ACL, I think he might be my number one. He probably, might not be fully healthy till about November, um, but his speed is unreal. He's going to be in a Elite deep threat from day one, you know, Deshaun Jackson type of uh, you know deep threat. Even the guy gets open like it's nobody's business downfield, um, and he's someone that Aaron can look to, um, you know, the second half of next year. At 23, have the Arizona Cardinals taking uh, nose tackle Jordan Davis from Georgia. Um, he's a guy that ran four a four seven forty at 340 pounds in the combine. He's an absolute freak. Uh, the Cardinals could use some help in that middle of the defensive line. 
He lost a guy like Chandler Jones off the edge, so getting a guy like Jordan Davis can you know help at least bring some interior pressure to that defense. 24 of the Cowboys taking guard Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Uh, they lost Connor Williams in free agency. Um, that obvious line is getting old in general, but getting a guy like Kenyon Green, they had some versatility playing guard and center. Um, could really help Dallas open some more run lanes for Tony Pollard and uh, Zeke Elliott. 25 of the Buffalo Bills taking cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. Um, Buffalo's had some success taking some Clemson players in the past, um, so I think they go back to that well again. Um, Andrew Booth Jr. is a guy that's you know, he's good size. Corner that can fit opposite of Tredavious White, even play for Tredavious White as he recovers from his ACL injury. I don't think Tredavious is going to be ready from week one, so he can cut, step in and start for him and then eventually be um, you know, his sidekick, per se, on the other side uh, going forward. At 26, they have Tennessee Titans taking guard Zion, guard Zion Johnson from Boston College. Zion, I think, is right there to be my number one guard in this class. Um, you know, He's a really powerful player. Um, Really agile for his size too. Obviously, Tennessee loves to pound the rock. I'm um, giving Derrick Henry the ball, you know, 20 to 30 times a game. So Zion Johnson uh, can be that road grader for that offense. 27 of the third quarterback of this first round go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and quarterback Matt Corral from Ole Miss. I think Tampa Bay could obviously, you know, go with guard again after they traded. Excuse me, after the um, Alex Kappa left for the Bengals, and um, uh, another guard, um, Ali Barpet, retired. But they did, you know, trade for Shaq Mason from the Patriots, so they do. They still have a hole in the other guard spot at right guard. And I think um, they could be looking that. Also, interior defensive line, they could use some help as well. They haven't re-signed Ndamukong Sue yet, but for the sake of this, I'm going quarterback Matt Cabral. Um, he's a guy that can take over for Brady in a year or two, or whenever Brady wants to retire. Brady could play till 50 and probably still be great. So I'm not putting anything past him. Maybe they don't want to go quarterback this early, but um, I think you know it might be more of a luxury pick. But I could see Corral with his elastic type of you know throwing motion, um, being someone that interests Bruce Arians. 20, the Packers' uh, second pick of the first round. I've taken guard Cole Strange from Chattanooga. Um, they lost Lucas Patrick in the free agency to the Bears. Um, so getting a guy like Cole Strange can step in right away. Um, coming from a small school from Chattanooga, obviously not a higher you know prospect, but he's a guy that's getting the nasty road grader, uh, can open up holes like nobody's business in the run game. So I think he'd be someone that could help you know fill some holes for guys like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, who they might transition to more of a running offense now that they've lost um, Demonte Adams. Obviously, you still have Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just saying you know maybe they'll lean on the run a little more. 29, you have the Chiefs pick from the Tyreek Hill trade. So I'm taking wide receiver Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Um, Watson, you know, obviously is creeping and creeping closer to the first round pick status after, you know, amazing senior bowl, really good combine, you know, 6'3", ran a 4'4". Um, all the, you know, physical tools are there. Um, the Chiefs, I think, could use a bigger target. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, obviously, is a bigger target, more of a speed threat, though, at 6'3". They signed him from the Packers, um, and obviously they sell McCole Harmon who's a deep threat. And they did have Josh Gordon, if they still have hope for him, I guess. And they have Juju Smith-Schuster as well in the slot. So I think Watson is a little bit of a mix of all three or four of those guys. So I think someone that can, you know, hopefully grow with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and obviously Mahomes can make anyone great. So I think Watson made a good pick for that. At 30, their second pick, the Chiefs. Um, I haven't taken uh, edge rusher David Ojabo from Michigan. This is more of a, you know, long-term pick for them. Ojabo is a guy that would have been in the top 15 picks of this class, in my opinion, if it didn't tear his Achilles at his pro day uh, last week, which is a, a sad sight to see. Obviously, it sucks when a guy is getting so close to getting drafted and then he tears his Achilles or has a major injury like that but he has double digit sack potential he's a guy that could pair with Frank Clark or eventually replace Frank Clark on the edge um because uh, Ajabo like I said he, he's a 10 digit sack, I mean double digit sack guy in the NFL in my opinion in my opinion at 31 the Bengals did a great job of shoring up their offensive line getting guys like Alex Kappa and Ted Karras and Lyle Collins so offensive line doesn't have to be the pick here they did use they did lose um Larry Ogunjobi, um, actually he's still a free agent, but I don't know if they're going to re-sign him. He originally signed a deal with the Bears, but then he got failed. He the deal got um, cut because it was a um, he failed a physical. But besides the point, they could use another defensive tackle. I think I'm going with Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. He had a great 
senior bowl had a couple sacks he dominated that whole week in practices so Winfrey can be an absolute tear for them uh, coming off the inside especially now that there's you know more quarterbacks in that division um, to go against obviously you have Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and now Deshaun Watson in Cleveland so um, they could use some more help to you know make those guys lives a little harder in 32nd, the Lions pick, last pick of the draft coming from the Rams, last pick of the first round, had him taken edge rusher Boye Mafe from Minnesota. Um, they had Malik Willis early in this draft in this mock. So getting a guy like Boye Mafe to replace Trey Flowers, um, I think would be a really good pick for him. I love the way he attacks the ball. He's constantly looking for a um, sack fumble. He had seven sacks last year in Minnesota. Another guy that had a really nice senior bowl week um, and a really good combine. Well, with that, that will include this Roman League episode. Uh, this is probably uh, the most first rounders we've seen traded than ever before. Uh, let's see how teams like Packers and Chiefs capitalize on these new picks to replace guys like Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, respectively. Hope you enjoyed this mock, and I'll have another one out in two weeks. I'll be back next week talking more about the NFL draft. You can check me out my work on Hogshaven. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.